0: Hi guys, Morgan here with Joy and Hope, bringing you another episode. Today I want to talk a little bit about a cool way to think about communion. It's something that I believe the Lord put on my heart last week because I got to witness my goddaughter's first communion, which is always such a cool and special occasion the first time that someone gets to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And as I was getting ready to go that day, these thoughts started swirling around my head. And I thought, you know, one, these are worth praying through and expanding on in my own spiritual life. And then two, they're definitely worth sharing. So here I am, here we are. But before I get into that, I want to take a moment to pause and say, if you have not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. I drop a video every Monday and my mission here at Joy and Hope is to create content that uplifts and inspires people to live happier, holier lives. So if you like being happy and therefore holy, subscribe. I'm hoping to help you out in that regard. If you have already subscribed but haven't tapped the notification bell, make sure to do that so that you will be notified as soon as humanly possible. Um, with depending on what your technology is as soon as humanly possible when I post and secondly these are now these episodes are now available as podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes so shout out to all my hopers out there listening on podcasts on yeah more on the go. On SoundCloud, just search Morgan Mueller. Look for the Joy and Hope logo like you do here on YouTube. But on iTunes, you're going to search the Joy in Hope podcast. Joy in Hope being all one word. Lastly, before we get into this episode and before we pray, I want to thank my latest patron, Catherine Francois. Girl, I love you. Thank you so much for your support. You have no idea how Much, you mean to me how excited I am for this next chapter of your life with your awesome job that you just got. Prayers for you, for sure. Fun fact, everyone watching, Catherine and I met while studying abroad in Italy, and I would say that our first big bonding experience was on a beach off the coast of Italy. Um, in a little town called Cinque Terre, which is so beautiful and such a beautiful gift that I am able to know you because of that. Wow. And now have your support in this ministry. You just have no idea how much it means to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Um, and for all of those who are tuning in who have not, become patrons, I encourage you to see the link below. Go to patreon.com slash Morgan Mueller. Check out the different tiers. There's $3 a month, $9 a month, $25 a month, um, and different perks and privileges that go along with those as well as just knowing that you're helping a worthy cause. Um, So please consider supporting me on Patreon. My patrons are the ones who make it possible for me to do Joy and Hope full-time and just to give my life to God in this way. So thank you to all of my patrons, and please prayerfully consider becoming one if you haven't already. But without further ado, let's go ahead and pray, shall we? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. So communion. So I am talking about whenever we are at mass as Catholics, we're getting ready to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. We're getting ready to receive communion. It's a really amazing thing. Like, The word cool is probably the lamest adjective I possibly could have picked to go with this topic, but I mean, it kind of goes with the word communion because the letters and the sounds. So here we are, human. And speaking of being human, this is definitely just an analogy that came to me and a way to think about it. But just in my time as a teacher before, um, in my time as a lukewarm Catholic, and talking to friends and family members who just don't really seem to have a special devotion to the Eucharist or a great reverence at Mass, like I definitely used to not, um, this thought came to me. And I thought it was a cool way to think about communion because pre-COVID at Mass, I think a lot of churches will have music throughout Mass, like Definitely like an entrance song, maybe a song as the gifts are being taken to the altar and then a song at communion. Okay, well, my thing with the song at communion, prayer can be an amazing tool. Like, sorry, did I just say prayer? Music, mm, my mind, wandering. Hashtag humility. Music can be an amazing form of prayer, but sometimes we can hear the Lord better in the silence. And so even though sometimes at mass, I will have music that uplifts me, that transcends my soul to God, sometimes the music is more distracting. And I think it depends on the church. I think it depends on the musicians, let's be honest, and the style of music. I'm not going to get into that. But I would venture to say that more often than not, After communion, it's cooler to just listen to what the Lord is saying to you in the silence of your heart than it is to sing or listen to the music. Now, I'm going to make a disclaimer. The Lord works through all different ways. So the Lord can work through music. He might be speaking to you through the lyrics of a song, but I think sometimes we might miss the message he's trying to just tell us in our own heart. And so for me, this is a cool way to think about receiving communion and hearing what the Lord just has to say to you personally. Come Holy Spirit. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm incredibly distracted right now. Um, whenever I started this video, I started it because neither of my roommates were home. It's a Sunday afternoon. I was like, just feeling inspired. And I was like, I'm going to start this. And the air conditioning wasn't blowing, which is always like annoying to me because I can hear it in the background. You might be able to hear it in the background. Sorry if you couldn't before now and now you do. But I was just like going, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this before my roommate gets home. I'm going to do this before like the air starts. The air kicked on like right after we started praying. I don't know if you could tell that. I don't know if you could hear that or not, can hear that or not. Um, one of my roommates just came home. I heard they're coming the front door. So like, we're going to keep going. We're going to see what God does with this, but I just need you to know I'm in a place where I'm super distracted. And I think that's really fitting. Not going to lie to you. Um, because at mass, we can be incredibly distracted. For example, at mass this morning, beautiful, beautiful family sitting right in front of me and my friend, that I was at mass with and there's the mom, there's the dad and there's like the four or five kids. And the youngest kid is clearly like three or under. She is running around she's having a good time. One of the older girls, but still like little is just turned around like staring at us the whole time. Like the family's distracting, right? Like you love that they're there. You want them to be there. You're praying for them. You're interceding for them to God who is like in front of you on the altar, but like you're distracted. Okay, I'm distracted right now. I was distracted at mass this morning. Go back to the last mass that you were at. What were you distracted by? Because maybe you're perfectly holy and you never are distracted in prayer or at mass, but if you're anything, even remotely like me, it just takes one little thing for your focus to go from the altar to the family in front of you, from the altar to the cute guy sitting in the pew across from you, from the altar to anything and everything else, like in the church, So if that's where you're at, welcome friend, this video is for you and clearly you are in good company. So here's a cool way to think about receiving communion. Even if you are entirely distracted, all of mass, even if you're like trying to bring yourself back when you get distracted, but it's time to receive Jesus, he's coming and you're just like, oh, Right. And you just think about how unworthy you are to receive him like me. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like Jesus, I'm, I'm not prepared. Like I'm like, I am the centurion whose words we say right before we receive communion. I am not worthy for you to enter under my roof. But here's a cool way to think about communion. A very human way, if you will think about when you were a kid. Did you have a clubhouse or a treehouse or somewhere that you could go and take refuge in and you knew that that was your home away from home? Maybe it was just a friend's basement. Maybe it was like a cool clubhouse or treehouse like on the sand lot where it's decked out with some of your favorite playing cards or music CDs, records, whatever. Maybe beautiful pictures or pictures of you and your friends or artwork or things that you've gotten that are very special to you that surround this place. Maybe it's a place just for you or maybe it's a place where you and only your closest circle of friends knew about. But I want you to picture that place and I want you to put yourself back in the last mass that you were at and imagine the tabernacle. I hope and I pray that your church has the tabernacle right behind the altar because that's awesome. <laughs> but maybe that's not the case, but we're going to say it is or that at least the altar or sorry, that at least the tabernacle is somewhere where you can see it <laughs> and that that's where the priest went and opened the tabernacle to take the Eucharist out at one point. If not, I hope you've been to a church where that was a thing so that you can imagine this. This morning when I was at mass, the tabernacle is behind the altar. I'm getting ready to receive Jesus. I look up and the door to the tabernacle is open, which doesn't usually happen. And just for a brief moment, you can see into the tabernacle. And it's beautiful and it's golden. And the most special thing in the world is there because that's Jesus. That's like Jesus' house. I heard a story one time of this really cute little kid. And he like was trying to peek into the tabernacle one time because he just wanted to see Jesus' house. And he couldn't understand how Jesus could fit in there. But that's what I want you to imagine. That this tabernacle... This tabernacle is Jesus's special place. And for the 15 minutes or so, from the moment you receive communion to when the host dissolves in your body, the Lord is fully, truly body, blood, soul, and divinity present within you. And he's inviting you into that special place with him. What does that look like for you? I want you to close your eyes for a moment and allow the rest of this analogy to become a meditation for you. I want you to imagine that you are in that special clubhouse, tree house, place to hang out with Jesus, your favorite place in the world. What does it look like in there? Do you have vinyl records on the wall? Do you have crosses? Do you have holy cards? Do you have baseball cards? Like, is there a beanbag chair or is there a kneeler? And like, it's totally cool, whatever it is. Because that's the awesome thing about Jesus. He doesn't ask you to be someone you're not. He comes to you right where you are and he loves you just the way you are. So imagine that he's taken you into your own hangout spot, that you in fact, in a way welcomed him in, even though he's the one who created the space and created you, you owe him everything. You enter this place with him, So even if you're kneeling at mass after communion, in your mind, your eyes are closed, and this is the place that you are with Jesus. And what is he saying there? Does he buddy up to you? Are you sitting next to each other? Does he have his arm around you? Is he holding your hand? Is he sitting across from you? Do you each have your own beanbag chair? Like, what does it look like? What is he wearing? What are you wearing? Are you in the same outfit that you went to mass in? Or are you in shorts and a t-shirt? You just get to hang out with Jesus and it's whatever you need. What is he saying to you in this moment? Or is he listening? Maybe you have a lot on your mind and a lot on your heart at this mass that you're at. So imagine that Jesus is that friend who you just need to listen to you. You just need to vent to. And the thing is with Jesus, he's always there and he is the best listener. He's not going to cut you off and try to insert his own story. He is just there. He's just hanging out with you. So what do you have to say to him today? What are you saying to him in this moment? Post-communion, in this silence, I just encourage you to be there. And if you need to talk to him about something, do that and see his face and see see this space as you're talking to him, sharing with him. And just let it all out. Don't worry about the other people going up to receive communion or maybe since COVID, the priest going to all the people around you up to them in the pew. Don't worry about that. Close your eyes and just see Jesus as he is fully, truly present within you in communion. In this moment, he's more present to you than he will be at any other 15 minute slot of the day or the week. Depending on how often you go to Mass. Make use of that time. Allow him to be there with you. He's waiting for you. What do you want to say? Or maybe you don't have anything. Maybe you don't know what to say to him. Or maybe you're already finished talking. Now just look at him. Does he take you by the hand? Does he put his hand on your shoulder? Does he wipe the hair out of your face or the tear from your eye? And what does he say? Are you rejoicing together? Are you talking about the readings? Are you talking about the 4th of July celebration or the birthday party that you just went to? Like, you guys, Jesus, Jesus meets us where we are. And He wants to hear whatever is going on with you. He wants to hear what you have to say. And He wants to love you and pour His love into that situation and enlighten your mind for how to deal with it, how to respond to it. When we trust Him, we don't have to understand. But just let that silence, that space envelop you the next time you go to Mass and receive communion. And even if you feel like that reverie, that prayer, time gets cut off prematurely, because maybe the priest says, let us stand, like let us rise, like he's about to say the final blessing, like go back there. Like after Mass is over, after you see the priest process out, like, don't immediately turn to the people that you're with. Don't talk in the church. Kneel back down and have that extra time with the Lord. Finish that conversation because when Christ is fully present in you in communion, there's nothing like it. And I promise you, you will never hear him speak so clearly as he will then. If you doubt me, just look up, like quotes by the saints on communion. They were crazy about communion. They loved listening to the Lord in that time. That's why I would venture to say most saints received communion as often as possible, went to Mass every day if they could. Some walked miles every morning in the cold, in the snow, just to get there. I encourage you, don't take this gift for granted. And even throughout the day, even after Jesus is dissolved in you and he's not as fully completely present as in communion know that he's still there he's still speaking and are we listening we can return to that space as often as we need to and maybe sometimes it'll change because the thing is we change our understanding Of the Lord changes. And that's okay. To live is to change. St. John Henry Cardinal Newman. Don't be afraid of the change. Because no matter where life takes you. Or what you're dealing with today. Christ is always present with you. And always present in you. And in the most real way. In communion. And that's just the cool way that I have on my heart right now for how to think about it. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you thought this was a cool analogy, please give this video a thumbs up. Also, let me know in the comments. Or maybe... Wait for the next time you go to mass and try to use this meditation after communion and see how it helps you hear the voice of the Lord. And if you don't mind, come back and comment. What does he say to you? Or did this help you? What other way maybe do you have to think about communion that's also super cool? I'd love to hear about it. Please share with us. And until then, God bless you guys and hope to see you back here soon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast we seek to bring light to the dark if you enjoy our mission we would love for you to become a patron on patreon our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful hopeful lives so please consider supporting us thanks so much for being here today god bless and see you next time